Hi, I'm Richard Villegas, the Anthony Bourdain of indie, and this is Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel, and dying is easy. It's living that scares me to death. I'm Robert, and how convenient is that? Wow. How convenient is fucking that? And we're here with the host of Sogmas, Richard Villegas. How are you, Richard? Hey, and I brought all my footages. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so excited to be back on the Kike. Yes, you're it's a returning so guest. Long. I mean, I was here like what? Was it like the first 6 months of the show or something? Probably. Like that? It was a long it was, it was early. Was a very 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 It was early in. Early I season. think we were still doing the iPhone in the cup. Oh my god, recording, work. right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, back that was back when like you know, oh my, my boyfriend, who will remain anonymous, uh still did public life. So, um <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like he's like not even on Facebook anymore. He'll like put up Instagram stories every so often. Like, Ooh, yeah, off the grid. Everything is aliases, like sticker on the webcam. You know, like the whole the whole nine. Oh yeah. wow! She's, you know that's kind of nice. That sounds great. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it drives me crazy as like <laughs> as a relevant influencer. Well, yes. Um, but like you know, no, it, it just drives me nuts. It's just yeah. like, a, a girl, like the. The FBI don't give a shit about but you. But you can just be like, you I, know, I like do. the movie stars, you can just be like, well, <laughs> my partner likes to stay out of the public eye because ah! he's, a, he's a, a private individual. You know, and it just makes it sound so like, ugh. I'm essentially like Angela Merkel. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, yeah. like her, how her husband is like a scientist, but like yeah. he doesnn't do interviews. It's exactly. Like, oh, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. They've retired from public life. They want to be alone. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> does that, does it make it hard for you to stay in contact? Because you're both traveling in different places right yeah time. so i haven't seen him since march uh, which, oh. is, which is really <laughs> weird um I, or like we haven't shared a room like every so often we'll do a video call mm -hmm. but he also hates his own image so like we won't really do video calls that oh often. my god because oh, he has uh, to like look at it while exactly he's yeah um so like well you know <laughs> but we'll usually like 
I'll be like exploring this like exotic faraway city and like, and I'll just be like FaceTime audio, just like, you know, we'll just be catching up with like shit right. for the week. But like, yeah, like I left New York in March and he left New York in April. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's been to, I think 23 or 26 countries this year alone. Jeez. Um, Holy I've shit. only been to four, including the U S well. um, but, but like, I've also like, I've been to like, I, I went to like six or seven cities mm-hmm. in the U S I've been to 12 or 13 cities in mexico mm-hmm. you know just been like on the road like yeah. arawak but less racist well yeah I mean, <laughs> equally problematic but less racist well, you know not everybody's perfect <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that problematic is not perfect look at me <laughs> anyway i know that you travel a lot and yes. so it's probably really easy for you to transition from being in one city to the next and kind mm-hmm. of like you kind of understand how to go through that. And I was wondering if you could give me some pointers as a scared white woman who doesn't travel very often. <laughs> well, the first, really the first thing I'd advise you to do is to turn off the news. Um, mm. Whoever your local news supplier is, still turn it off. Mm. Just keep the Google alerts open like, oh, there's, you know, like, you know, something bad happened. I was going to give examples and then I was like, I don't want to get arrested. But like... <laughs> But, you know, like, unless it's, like, really important, it no longer enters my gravitational pull. And that was one of the biggest things about, like, me leaving the country. Mm-hmm. Like, I just needed to be out of this monkey's cage mm-hmm. of bad news and negativity and just, like, it's 24-7, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. So, like, you know, once I kind of put all that stuff down, like, things just kind of went into perspective, you know? Like, um, I'm, I'm currently based in Mexico City, and I've been there for six months, and I was just telling you guys about how I was mugged about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously, this is not a great intro into me talking about Mexico City, but, like, I've been going there for, like, six years now. Mm-hmm. This is, like, you know, my seventh or eighth time there, and, you know, it's just a beautiful, vibrant city that's just, you know, popping. So, like, um, I'm going to get to your answer to your question in a second. But it's just like, I just, you know, like, it's that's one of the first things. It's just like, you know, every every place is deeply flawed and, you know, and right. it's not easy, you know, like here. Like, everybody now, wherever I go is like, so, like, you know, I was thinking of applying for, like, a scholarship or something. Should I be afraid to do that, you know, because shooters? And I was like... Uh, oh, to come to New York. Or, like, or, in the U.S. Yeah. altogether. And I, mean, I was like... Uh no, because I mean statistically, but also like holy crap, this is a, a frequent question now. Yeah, you know, because that's all that's put out there. Exactly. Like it's it's not oh this happened and it's been this you know like this span of time since it happened. Mm-hmm. Like yes, there are more mass shootings and all of that. Like and, well and yeah, I mean every day, every day, every day. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like. You can get mugged in Mexico City. You can get mugged in New York City. You can get mugged in Topeka, Kansas, probably. Right. Like, the thing is that it's like anytime you're going somewhere that's like even remotely like a metropolitan center or right. near it, it's just it's crowded. Yeah. There are more opportunities for those who want to do things to do them. So it's like you can go anywhere, just languages and the scenery might be different. Well, and then, so here's, so here's where I'm going to start answering your, your question. Because, mm-hmm. like, whenever you travel to, like, a, a new city, be it a, a giant metropolitan center or, like, a smaller sort of town, yeah. there are certain areas that you're going to, like, gravitate around. Like, whether it's, like, a little, like, city square and, like, that's going to be, like, the historical district, arts mm-hmm. district, yada, yada, yada. Or like something like New York, you know, where like you're probably going to spend most of your time below 42nd Street in Manhattan and like maybe North Brooklyn, you know, Williamsburg, Bushwick, blah, blah, blah. Like these are like the primary sort of tourist targets. You know, those areas are like also like, you know, 
uh, gentrified mm-hmm. and modern and heavily policed. So like your you know safety go you know is through the roof. Obviously, like if you're in a crowd or whatever, you you always want to be like mindful of pickpockets and stuff like Absolutely. that. But that's literally any country, any city in the mm-hmm. world, right? You know. So um, so as a scared white woman, I would tell you, you the, <laughs> the, the 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 places that you're probably going to go to are going to be modern. They're going to be gentrified. They're going to be um you know heavily policed and again th- these are uh, like I'm, I'm i'm sorry to use like the word gentrification here in a positive light right? like, <laughs> but it's one of the things that like you know it will reduce sort of like that sort of targeting of right. of, of a foreign person um you know the other thing is like obviously do your research beforehand like right. what are you interested in mm-hmm. you know like you know I, I i you know you i invited you when i as the moment i walked in the door like come visit me in mexico city i'm gonna be down mm-hmm. there until june i'm happy to play tour guide i mean my my professional life has been in like hospitality for many Mm -hmm. many years now i'm like fully in journalism which i'm so blessed for but like you know i love playing tour guide i love Mm -hmm. showing people around like i love learning about the different places that i live in i've I've lived in so many different places and again hashtag blessed um (laughs) and you know like it there's just so much context you learn so much about a people by understanding where they live Mm -hmm. you know like history and all that other stuff like that comes with it but like you know like you're like oh this avenue was built you know to protect from whatever Mm -hmm. oh that makes sense of why people think like this you know it's just like it it, i don't know it's, it's sort of like this idea of an open mind and it also like sort of dispelling um these these myths right um, these exotified you know yeah. con- concepts of like these foreign countries right mm-hmm. yeah i understand well, that fear of crime i mean i i don't really know i, I mean the fear of crime lives there yeah, because yes white lady um <laughs> but w- i i guess what i'm more wondering about is that like you'll go to a new country mm-hmm. and you will go into their nightlife oh, sure. and like absorb without i mean it seems to me like without any fear um, and I'm I'm a person who gets homesick immediately. Um, like, as soon as the bags are dropped in whatever place we're staying in, I'm like, what time do we get on the plane to go back it's home? Very, it's really bad. Really? It's re- yeah. Like I, so I used to travel quite a bit for work, like many years ago. Like I would be gone a week a month. You know, Spain, Mexico, different parts of the country. Um, and then I just, you know, just stopped and I'd be like, let's go to Spain. And like, I have lots of friends in Spain and I'm like, Robert, let's go, let's go. He's like, no. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, we'll go for maybe a few days, but it's, um, yeah, he's, it's uh, reprogramming from my childhood. I was taught that like, because I was heavier, I was going to be looked down upon everywhere else I went everywhere foreign. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of reprogramming, but it's also like, I struggle with loneliness when I'm traveling, but you'd be accompanied. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> um, I, with, I struggle with loneliness too because I would I would always travel alone, but I would always I mean it was always like work trips, so I was going to like some museum or a gallery or something. But I always made sure to connect with people that I had formed relationships with mm-hmm. before getting there, and that was like the saving grace because That's then always ideal, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, "Well, let's have dinner every night," and I'd be like, "No, not every night," because like also like I don't like when people come to town and are like. Mm-hmm. hanging on to you for dear life because it's like then you're like i don't want to be that person who's like interrupting their daily schedule yeah you know because like i'm there for a visit or to work i'm not there uh mm-hmm. like you know living there so i don't know that was always helpful and i always told robert i'm like i have people who like are like 
we have a room for you. <clears throat> we'll open our house to you. Yeah. But it's been a little bit like... So Latin America is extremely know. warm in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like, they will take you the fuck in. And it's so yeah. awesome. And not only that, like, you know, people like like my parents. My mm-hmm. parents have lived in, in the Dominican Republic, not even the capital, like in the center of the country in a, town, in a city called Santiago. It's the second largest. And, you know, they've lived there almost 30 years, like I'd say like 28 years. And whenever anybody goes, like literally like, oh, I have a coworker that's going to DR. Oh, oh tell them to like, you know, hit us up mm-hmm. and like, we'll take them out. Like yeah. I had a coworker, like they went from one city to another that was like an hour and a half drive, picked her and her mother up, like two ladies from Uzbekistan, <laughs> you know, and like took them from the resort, took them to the center of the country, to the mountains, to the this, to the that, like literally like a whole day. They stayed to sleep in my childhood home, you know, and then like they drove them back the next day. Like, Uh you know, and it's just like, you know, not only, I mean, and it's not just Latin America, obviously that's this way, but you know, people like, if you have a support system out there, that's usually ideal. Like I would imagine, I I mean, obviously I don't know because I wasn't there, but I would imagine that you felt probably a little bit differently when you went to LA recently. Absolutely. Because like you had friends out there. You like- Oh, LA was lovely. You had certainty that you were at least going to be busy and Mm -hmm. and, and encountering friendly faces, you know? Yeah. Um, Which which is understandable. I'm very much quite the opposite. I I don't have a problem if somebody travels with me, but don't get in my way, you know? Yeah, that's also it. It's like, you know, you can't- I don't know. Like I had as a like working as a courier, like I used to a lot for my museum, like former museum. It's that like you will often travel with couriers from other museums, and some of them, if they know like you know the local language, uh-huh. they'll just be like hanging on to you, and it's like, <laughs> well, but I'm doing this today, and then yeah. you end up taking them to all your appointments, and sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're not. But yeah, after a while, I was just like, bye. I don't know what room you're in. Like. I- when I went to Montreal about two years ago, two, three years ago, oh my God, it's been longer. Um, I went with a good friend, coworker. She's also like very mm-hmm. traveled and all that jazz. And like we like made all these plans and I was like, cool, cool, cool. And I told her, I was like, this last day, you know, you do mm-hmm. you, I'll do me. And she totally got it because it's like this idea of like, you know, I just, I, I like, I think what you are afraid of, I, it's what I actually en- I enjoy about traveling, which is like getting lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just wandering and getting lost is amazing. And that's the best feeling. Because you're not actually lost. Yeah, like, like you kind of know where yeah. you are, but you don't really know where you are. Exactly. That's how I got to know New York City. Like, mm-hmm. I would be like, I, you know, I remember, like, oh, in the summers, I would be like, mm, I don't know that neighborhood. And I'd just take the train, and I would just be mm-hmm. like, all right, let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. And, like, if I got lost, I'd just found it. I'd be like, hey, where's the subway? Oh, there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I could navigate yeah. my way back. And that's kind of, like, how I do it. And, like, and she totally got that when we were in mm-hmm. Mon- Montreal. I was just like, I just had a day where, like, I went to the park. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, also, like, I'm a big old queen. And, like, you know, I like to get that dick, you know? <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> you know, if you're walking down the street with your friend and that big old dick keeps comes swanging mm-hmm. and he gives you the look, you don't want to be like, hey, girl, I'll see you later. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, although my friends understand that I may, yeah. but, <laughs> but like you want to have that option, yeah. you know, like, mm, right. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling a, a familiar engorgement. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me open up this grinder at Starbucks. And <laughs> engorgement. You know, let's see yes. what happens, you know? Right. Right. Um, and so like, you know, thankfully, like the people that I travel with, they get that. Like even yeah. like when I travel with boyfriend, again, really going to try to remain, keep him anonymous here because he'd be really mad at me. But like we travel together mm-hmm. a lot and it, well. But whenever we do, it's more like, let's take this day, you know, yeah, for for ourselves. Uh-huh. And be like, cool, go go do yeah. you. you know? It's just fun to like wake up, walk out the door of your hotel or wherever you're staying, and just like pick yeah. a direction. The other thing that really helps, alcohol. 
Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard that. Yeah, I mean it, the same. It's I, 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 you know, like we know each other from back when at Saliva Tuesdays at the Ritz. Oh my Shout God. out, yes. Pour, uh, pour some uh, cheap wine for them. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> it, whiskey shots at the bar. Ooh, fireball. <laughs> um, oh my God. I don't um, think I think it was like pre-fireball. Oh my god! Like pre-fireball being a it was thing. just whiskey. Yeah. Is it weird that I directly associate fireball with Kareem McJagger? <laughs> oh no, not <laughs> no. at all. Isn't he like sponsored sometimes? Oh, work. No, I'm serious. Like I feel like one of the things that he does is like sponsored by fireball but i might be crazy by the way kareem if you're listening your ne- next year's halloween costume you should go as a little devil like <gasps> guy from the logo <sighs> that would be a brilliant you know, she probably has it and it's neon and it lights up it, well it's probably like a him costume from the powerpuff girls that he could just convert <laughs> um but anyway i hope that answered your like scared white lady <laughs> question yeah yeah no definitely i just i need to learn because when i get lost right i freak out immediately mm-hmm. and I need to learn that if I'm That's safe, like be fun. Yeah, it might be fun. And yeah. you can lost. always have yeah. a nice laminated travel map in your bag, yeah, just in case. That yeah. is like, you know, I allowed myself to get not get lost, but I went to a marriage equality rally once upon a time, hmm. a long time ago, and I met a very nice group of lesbians because I went by myself. Cute, and it was great. Yeah, and they were my friends for about six months um and it was <laughs> happens happens it was i mean i'm still facebook friends with them but like we don't really talk um but like they were great and i was really happy that i met them mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know i feel like i've lost that that uh that wandering spirit is that what it is the like, joie de vivre yes a little <laughs> bit it's like i'm favoring you know staying home meal and, prepping and meal prepping, and, meal prepping. And, well that means true the, like yesterday i was telling robert i'm like we used to go out all the time well, not all the time, but with more frequency. And now it's like life just tends to get busier uh-huh. and busier yeah. and busier. And it's like, I need to eat during the week because I don't want to have to come home and cook and this, you know, and like, and like just domestic things that if you're like, if you have like a regular, you know, like scheduled job, it just gets in, in the way of kind of that more, um, I guess like random decision making mm-hmm. when it comes to like going yeah. out. Cause by the time, you've like done all the like responsible stuff so that your life doesn't fall apart yeah you're just like i need to like sleep for 10 minutes because i gotta get up and do it again tomorrow that's and it been gets my week i feel it's that. just like it, it lately that's been like weighing on me and it, it makes me very anxious but yeah. you know hopefully it'll you come out on the other side and it's yeah you know. i mean as long as you're not falling apart i mean like i've i've gotten kind of irresponsible and i don't mind that as much <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just like but but also like nobody relies on me so like right. nobody's depending on me um yeah. i just want to circle back real quick to what i meant yeah. about nightlife um you know when we again back in those saliva days or whatever my alcohol uh, intake was much higher than it is these days um and when i when i say like oh alcohol helps i was slightly joking um, because basically what, <laughs> what my MO used to be was like, I, I drink and drink and, and I would, at, when I got buzzed, I just started meeting people mm-hmm. and that's how I like, I started knowing all the Queens, all the, you know, the promoters, the bartenders, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And like I would, and I got friendly with, with a lot of people and I've sort of like yeah. taken that idea of like, you know, if, if something doesn't play out well, chuck it up to the alcohol and be like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. Woo. Mm-hmm. And then you like walk away. Yeah. But like, it can be like. 
it used to loosen me up. Now I don't need it anymore because like I've sort of learned. It's it's a little bit like improv. Yeah, you just like yeah. you just run up to someone and be like, oh hey girl, I love that jacket. I love mm-hmm. those shoes. How are? Didn't I see you at so and so's party? Mm-hmm. And like. And then that opens up so many doors. And so I've been able to use those nightlife skills and transition them into what I do now, yeah. which is like music and journalism. And, and in a way, like I'm still like going to parties and concerts for work, you know, yeah. and I yeah. and I still like turn a look sometimes and that's a great icebreaker, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm I'm always excited about sort of that that newness, that spirit of discovery, mm-hmm. that you know, that unexpectedness. That's really what what excites me about you know travel or music or whatever mm-hmm. it is that I that yeah. I do yeah. uh, these days. That's an important. I think that's an important component mm-hmm. of your show. Yeah, thank is you. Is that you know is the 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 spirit it was it was something that sat in the back of my brain when we were creating the playlist for the <laughs> episode we're gonna do. Chen Chen. Um and um stay tuned. And I was like, oh I'm like, I'm gonna call this one cable basico. Like ah! no. Oh my god. <laughs> but it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> I was really I was just very um I actually I talked to Ari about it because mm-hmm. you had Ari and Vicky from mm-hmm. the Shade Parade on your show. Shout out. Um and I was like I feel a lot better because not that their stuff was basic, but mm-hmm. like they were very honest about yeah. like this is important to me for this reason, exactly. and it's like even if you look at it a certain way, it, there's a narrative mm-hmm. behind it. There's a reason it's important to you, and it's yeah. like music is important. There's this total snobbery that's associated with music. That right. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like it's always been there. Like it's always like oh, like you know, this band is cool. You don't know them, boo. But like, I mean, I think it became way more pronounced with social media, uh-huh. with like the pitchfork generation that was like, yeah. oh, like, you know, this band is so relevant. Mm-hmm. Like those buzzwords that we now kind of parody. That yeah. like I often introduce myself as vi- a relevant influencer just yeah. to make, make fun of that. Oh my like, God, that word influencer. <laughs> oh God. That like, I get it. I don't. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know it was a thing. No. It used to be called trendsetter. Uh, okay, uh-huh. Like, which I understood. But it's not an adjective. This is a job yeah. description. Well, because yes. trendsetter is just something that happens. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, you, you know, you, you, like, I mean, we, you know, throughout history and fashion, music, food, like, yeah. things that somebody is being a little innovative and it catches on, like, it's a trend, right? So yeah. they, whatever, trendsetter, very clear. But now an influencer, it's, it, it's so deliberate. And it's so they're almost like like tons of tricks involved in yeah. it, especially like you know with like beauty and like fashion now, especially on on like Instagram, and that creeps me out a little bit because yeah. uh-huh. like I don't go on Instagram to like shape what I want right. because I'm I have a very narrow focus, but it's <laughs> like sometimes I'm just like, well, you're all kind of doing the same thing, but good for you, and you I know? Can't stand that? Yeah. I, I mean, there's this idea that like again, like. You know, in the age of the, we all have a brand, in the age of social mm-hmm. media, in the age of like, we're all broadcasting our lives that nobody gives a fuck about. Right. You know, there's this idea that like, you know, if, I mean, there's always been this idea of like, well, I'm going to emulate what, what the trends are and like, that'll make me cool or special or, or you know, help me fit in. Mm-hmm. And that's all fine or whatever. Like, you know, 2018, this generation hasn't like reinvented shittiness, you know, mm-hmm. but it's more like... <laughs> You know, but I feel like now, again, it, with the advent of social media, now with like the, the idea that like, um, you know, broadcasting or publications or whatever, like that we like the people now have this this DIY power again. Yeah. Um. There's this idea that there's a lot more value to what it is that you're doing, and not to say that it doesn't have any value, but like you know, 
these this idea of valuing th- these value systems are kind of pointless within themselves. Absolutely. You know what I what I what I do with Song Mess, uh, uh, my podcast, uh, with along sometimes uh, this year she's taking a sabbatical year, but uh, my co-host uh, Beverly Bryan. You know that's not the goal. The goal is to like bring in cool shit that we're listening to, and mm-hmm. sometimes with themes, you know, but always like it's because it made an impact on us, not because yeah. like well everybody's talking about this artist, yeah. so we must. Talk it's sharing what's important right. to you, yeah. and that's that's the most important thing yeah. I think to do because it comes from an honest place and not necessarily like like pandering or catering, you know. Absolutely, which I think is is significant. I'm not going to say important again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember we we uh, once upon a time we spoke about Me llamo Sebastian, who mm-hmm. is this this artist from Chile. He's a singer songwriter, very campy, and again he does not look or act like anyone else because he's like really cutesy and ridiculous. And then mm-hmm. like you meet him and he's like, oh, he's absolutely that person. It's not a character. Yeah. Um. And I I was very fortunate to interview him for the show. Again, he's been a dear friend for many years, but he's also rather famous, so it's like hard to pin him down. Um, and we were talking about this stuff and like, you know, we were talking about like this song or like that it was my favorite. He's like, why would you say that? And I was like, well, it's my, like, he's like, there's no reason to like put one over the other. I was like, favorite and better are different words. And I was like, and I agree with you. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. he's like, as an artist, you just sit here and it's like, you craft a song or an album or whatever. And it echoes a moment in your life, be mm-hmm. it again, if it's whether a song or like the cycle of an album, mm-hmm. this, yeah. you know, this is me. This is my mind. This is my heart. This is my experience for X amount of time. Yeah. There's no being like, that's good or bad. You know, like he's like, as long as somebody's communicating honestly and, you know, truthfully, like, you know, that's really what matters. And like, if you, if it didn't resonate with you as much, that's totally fine, but it doesn't necessarily devalue the work that I did. And I'm right. like, and that really resonated with yeah. me. I was like, yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think <laughs> he was visiting once and we were, we went out for drinks, if I'm not mistaken. Did you? With He's, you. Uh, you brought possibly? it. You were like, I'm going to bring a friend. Wasn't he at like Mrs. Williamsburg, I think? Maybe. Oh, no. girl. Because I think he's the friend that we were like, oh, he looks just like Oscar. We thought he was Oscar. Ah, gag. Right? I can yes. see that. Um, I could see it. I don't I don't remember that. He's coming in December, and he will be oh. doing a show or two. So I'll, I'll send you guys the info if you want to like just oh, stop by and see a show. That would be fun. That would He's be a very, very talented performer. When I heard, I, when I heard him, perf- he performed a song live on Latinos Who Lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, which that was at my behest. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I imagined like Oscar sitting there with a the guitar. I don't know why. Oh, I was just like, okay. I, I remembered that we'd met him and and all that stuff. Oh, so, shout out Oscar. Yeah. I think he's doing well, right? Like he's like out in LA. He's like, in LA. Yeah, him. he's been in a, a he's been in a couple of commercials. Like it's always a surprise to see him on one, TV. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he like Crazy. a he was in a he was in a beer commercial? Word. Too? Ooh, yeah. That was that was. That was the I best, was like, oh girl, they made him butch. The best one, <laughs> my favorite one, is the Snickers commercial where they're talking about almonds, and he like can't take the conversation anymore, so he opens the door and just falls out of the car what? while driving. It's pretty funny. I've not seen, but that. it's that like amazing. It's a total mood. Rider or his co-writer, <laughs> the passengers like almonds? almonds. Yeah, they're talking about how you pronounce the word almond. Uh, and he's just yeah. like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Like, and ah. like throws himself out the car. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're actually we're going to dig in deep into Song Mess. Yeah. Ooh. So stick around. We'll be right back. 
Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And it's time to dig into song mess. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, go. So tell us about how song mess came about for you. Okay, cool. Well, so I've been um, doing this whole music thing. Like, I've always been like a big music head. That you know, that's that wasn't like a, a big thing. Like when I was when I was in in DR, still living there. Um, I'm not Dominican, by the way. I'm half Colombian, half Puerto Rican. I just grew up in Dominican Republic. Um, Wait, for real? Y'all didn't know that? No. <laughs> I thought you were half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. By Robert's face, I feel like he knew that. <laughs> I did know that you weren't Dominican, but I'm kind of curious as to why you felt the need to tell us that just now. Oh, I was, well, because I was, well, was going to say... Is this, is this your inner Puerto just Rican kidding, being just like, kidding. <gasps> Dominican? I'm not Dominican, though. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Rosia Vichuela is all the same, baby. Um, <laughs> we are the rice. Right? We are the beans. Um, anyway, no. Um, <laughs> the reason I, I I felt compelled to mention that because that was like the first time that music came into my orbit. Like my mom oh. and I, my mom and I would, um, we would like drive. My mom is is a New Yorkerian, and so like you know we would drive around, and she'd be like tired of this bachata shit, and like she would like change the station. Um, and it would be like Whitney and, you know, like Billy oh, Ocean or like just, but like, but it was like the B sides. It was like all corny's eighties B sides. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's where like music started happening. And then like I, you know, <clears throat> when I came to the U S I was like, Oh, there's so much shit. Like yeah, I got to update. So like I started collecting vinyl and all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so eventually like I just started going to like shows a lot and, um, um, I started running into the same people over and over again. And, uh, you know, many of them were journalists. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, um, one, one day, like a, a good friend of mine that is, I'm also a huge fan of, like, this is, that, that's a weird thing now that we're like, they're friends and I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, he, I went to LA to a, a music festival and he was performing out there. And then, like, he was also performing in New York right after. Uh-huh. And so I changed my flight. So that I could make it to his show, which is a little extreme, but whatever, you know. And then, like, when I got there, I ran into, like, you know, the whole staff from Remezcla was there. Uh, Remezcla is a big uh, Latinx-oriented publication, mm-hmm. uh, U.S.-based, but, like, read internationally. Um, and, you know, they were, like, a bunch of people were there, and they were like, I was like, girl, I just ran in from L.A. And they're like, huh? Um, and I got just got to talk, and I was telling this to like you know this girl, and I knew she worked at Remesco. I didn't really know what she did, and I didn't really care. Um, and then she was like, "Oh wow, yeah, you should write for us." And I was like, "Ha ha ha, yeah, sure, girl." Uh huh. Like that. <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, really, you should write for us." And I was like, "Girl, what do you do over there?" She's like, "I'm the editor in chief." <laughs> oh. And I was like. <laughs> I'll have a pitch by Monday. Uh, <laughs> so that's how the when you're not thirsty. That's how the best things. Baby. Well, you may be thirsty, but if you're not acting thirsty. I, I mean, I haven't that's... been acting thirsty and it's still not raining. <laughs> um, but um, no, but anyway, so like I, I was in that for a while. And then um, around that time, I also started writing for MTV, which also happened randomly because my co-host Beverly Bryan 
uh, sort of like, you know, threw my name in the ha my hat in the ring and that started to happen. And so she and I became very good mm -hmm. friends over over time. And whenever we would hang out, like we would like be like, did you hear so-and-so's album? No, but did you hear so-and-so's album? No. And then we'd like start talking about it and like the, the room would just like disappear. And so like our friends started to remark about that. Like, oh girl, there they go again. You know, um, like literally like our boyfriends would just be like, all right, bar, yeah, okay. And then they'd like just leave. And so, you know, we were randomly at a holiday party and I was like, we keep doing this. Like, and like, we're not talking about stupid shit. Like we're talking mm -hmm. about like the actual business. Like we're just nerds. Um, yeah. And like, we should like, you know, I was like, maybe we should do a podcast. And she's like, oh my God, I thought the same thing, but I didn't want to say it. And then, you know, here we are and it, it right. just we kind of like started figuring it out little by little like i would say we didn't really hit our stride till about a year in mm -hmm. um and now i mean like we're going on three years um again wow. she kind of took a sabbatical like right before i left uh -huh. um you know health stuff work stuff personal okay. life she was like i you know and she's like and i have to learn to do this like from a distance and she's like no let me just i need a break Okay. Um, and so that's why, like, most of 2018, Song Mess has been me with a guest. I'm not a big fan of of doing one-man shows. It's just not my style. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I've used this as an opportunity to sort of, like, turn the format around and just, you know, have guests, whether it's a new music episode or I'm doing interviews with bands. Mm -hmm. And since I'm based in Mexico City, like, it's just the epicenter of Latin music. Yeah, there's so much there. It's just, it's just like, you know, oh, you're cool. Like, yeah, send you're like, and that one, and that one, and that one. And Literally, that one. I'll yeah. just send a DM. I'm like, hey, like, you don't know me, but I have this podcast. Boop. I've interviewed mm -hmm. so and so. Like, I started to name drop a little bit. So, like, they yep. would get. I mean, it, yeah, it's you know? the. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's basically what yeah. we do. And it's, it works. It works. It, it may take some time. Yeah. With certain people. Cause, like, with drag queens, it's like, I mean, as you, it's like pinning them down. Right. Is really hard. But, like, you know, like I said before, Jerry Arias took it took two years, and it was just like boop, it boop, was boop, and sometimes it. you know get, every you know, now and then yeah. we just go back and forth, and then one day it just like it clicks, yeah. clicked, and we scheduled, and I was like, oh, yes, and then it, you know it happened, but and, it's and like it's, it's, it's all about that like cold cold yeah. calling basically, yeah. it's you know, yeah, you know, you know, and you never know who's gonna say yes, yeah. Do you remember the first indie band that you went to see? This doesn't have to include like for the podcast or for writing or any of that stuff. Um, I don't necessarily because like the thing is like I saw a lot of music before I was even aware of what the fuck I was seeing because mm -hmm. like I had an ex. Um, this was twelve years ago, mm -hmm. and he's the one that really got me sort of into indie as a thing. Oh, okay. And I was more like into gringo indie. That's what I call it now. If okay. we, if we have to be subjected to Latin indie, I think you know. Anglo indie can be called gringo indie. They, right. They also deserve an adjective. So, um, what was the first show you went to where you remember thinking like, "Fuck, I want to do this all the time." Like, like go to shows all go the time. Go to shows all the time. Yeah. Um, 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 um. One of the first ones to really that really sticks out for me is that like I went, um, I was I went with, I planned to go with my ex, and then he couldn't make it, and I was like, fine, and I gave his ticket to another boy that I was courting, mm. um, and it was. Uh, Arcade Fire and the openers were LCD sound system. Oh wow! This was again twelve years ago, right? <laughs> um, you know now they're both headlining. Ha! Um, <laughs> right. And uh, that was a show, and it was on Randall's Island, and we just went, and we got there fairly early, and then basically they had added like seven bands to the lineup, and it was suddenly Oops. a festival. And oh it was my like, god! And we were like, ah, you know. But 
That's so cool. That's one of the first ones that was really memorable, mm-hmm. and like I really dug that. And then the summer that that guy and I went out, like the the actual ex, um, you know, he like I remember he sent me like a list of like ten bands. These are ten bands you should check out, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And we like um that's where i discovered the joys of summer stage where like a lot of bands just play not even just in central park like legit any little park in the city yeah. will often have a show uh throughout the week and so like we would go see like bands that now now are huge like uh spoon or like uh the new pornographers or whatever like you know yeah we would go see like a lot of these bands that were still really really small mm-hmm. and for free at a park on the west side highway and then be like what the fuck is this and then <laughs> you know i was like i, I just want to keep doing this, this yeah is exactly right. yeah, yeah. That's and so that's cool. that you know like little by little like i escalated a lot of people don't know that i was a big classic rock fan before anything else like oh I, really and i've seen like queen the who the village people. I remember you used to only ever wear that like denim jacket. I and still it have had, it. Do you still have I it? Still and it just had it. like, you know, like glam rock. And like you said, the who and queen. Uh-huh. I rem- and I remember because I was like, I hadn't seen somebody wear pins like that in a really long time. Like since middle school. Because like everybody yeah. when I went to middle school had like, yeah. well, not me, but <laughs> had like a denim jacket yeah, that yeah. had With like patches. pins on it. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, I had my music, but it was like, I don't know. I didn't want to carry another thing or something. But yeah, I had to I had to like work my way up to like being cool. I do remember what my first concert was altogether. Oh. And it was Barry Manilow. Um, really? I paid money to see her. I paid $50 to see her at Nassau Coliseum. Word. Uh, it was a great show. It was like going to Broadway, but not leaving Long Island. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it was like, and, and I was very like, so y'all didn't know I was gay? So like I, the first show I ever went to was Barry Manilow. Second show I ever went to was Cher. And the openers were the village people. Stop <gasps> it. And the third concert I ever went to was Queen, but it was with obviously not Freddie Mercury. Right. Um, but still it was like, girl, this is my track record. Y'all surprised? Like, right, right. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Oh my god, the village people. The village people were everything. They were going to a festival in Mexico, in Monterrey, and I bought the, my flight because the headliner was Paulina Rubio. And I was like, Paulina Rubio, fucking And the Village People. It was Paulina Rubio, the village people, about 12 drag race girls a bunch of local queens and and sailor fag Um, wow and i was like this is amazing and it was like a 40 (laughs) dollar ticket i was like like the epicenter queer it's like just gonna implode yeah into like a rainbow and it was like monique hart was on the was on the lineup when like season 10 was still on Uh and so i had a bunch of friends like who were like bitch like we're thinking of going to just for monique you know, it was yeah, kind of, stunning. It, it was a bit on the random side though, because they had like pork chop, like they had like a lot of like names out of left field, mm-hmm. like April Carrion, and I was like, yeah, those aren't Aww. like the the highly coveted names, but it was like, oh, you know, April's a very highly coveted. Ah! Name. I love April. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <gasps> but you know, it's not like better. Or it's not a Trixie. It's not an Alaska. <laughs> yeah. It's right, Bob. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, like I'm, I love the girls because, and I respect the art very much because. Yeah. I mean, you know we've done we've walked down this road together before but it was just it was yeah. just like it was kind of a, a random assortment of yeah i was like her well that is her? funny like paulina rubio 12 drag race girls yeah. and the village, the village people, people. it and is a, it's a very strange like it's a very odd like bag of nuts it, but i was like this is about to be a kiki bitch i'm yeah, about yeah. to be wasted at 4 p.m twirling into the infinities like <laughs> this is gonna be amazing <laughs> Yeah, that's um, the other day that I realized that um, so Talia is coming out with a new album soon. I can't wait. 
Um, I'm sort of in the middle of the road about it right now. But anyway, um, she was doing an event at Sony Hall, which I don't know if you've ever been. It's the fanciest place I've ever seen in my fucking life. Here in New yeah, York? Yeah, here in I've New York. It looks like an Art Deco, like, It used to be called ballroom. Queen of the Night? No, no, no. Or? It was the, the, the Diamond Horseshoe. The Diamond Horseshoe. Was the name Thank of you. The... But is that where they had Queen of the yeah. Night? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. never went, but, like, I the, the ballroom was really, yeah, really Yeah, it was pretty, renovated yeah. specifically, like, for that show because right. it had just been vacant for like 50 years. Is she doing like a Vegas style residency there or something? No. Oh. She was just doing a like a one night event. <gasps> I don't know if there was a performance involved but it was $10 to get in mm. and then for an additional $10 um, you got a meet and greet no, with you her. No. Yes and I didn't with a professional go. With a professional photo all you had to do was pre-order her album and show them the receipt no. that you pre-ordered in and you got a professional photo with Talia. You got a professional photo with her and then on top of that a signed eight like a like an eight by ten or whatever of Thalia that was like ready for you when you got there and it reminded me of the first time I saw Lady Gaga in concert it was the night that the fame came out and so it was ten dollars to get in and then for an extra ten dollars you got to buy her album and get her to sign it I'm devastated and I'm just like why is this happening like I think Thalia is a little too big of an artist for this shit to be. Yes. For $20 for to $20, meet her? Girl. No. She's trying to re-enter, you know? Like, I no, love her. No, she's re-entered. Like, that, that song, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. that mm-hmm. song was number one in, like, 20 different yeah. countries yep. for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, it was Wait, is this huge. upcoming album a, a Spanish language album? Yeah, or like is reggaeton. it another English? It's very reggaeton influence. I oh, okay. think that she... I don't Pop think I don't think that the English crossover game is something she's going to try and do again because that was not pretty. Oh, so that's actually really interesting because it's something that I feel like artists are less inclined to do now. I mean, if Shakira has struggled, I feel like she still struggles. Like I feel like when she goes on tour across the U.S. Uh, across the U.S., for example, mm-hmm. the people that are seeing her are not white ladies. No. Like there will yeah. be a few, but like it's yeah. for the Latino communities that are that are in those cities. And oftentimes people that come from other cities. Right. You know, right. but like, you know, the, 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 the English crossover is becoming increasingly, you know, superfluous, honestly. Yeah. Like it's just irrelevant. You know, like um, I, I, I tell what I tell a lot of indie artists who are like, ooh, so what do you think about me going to tour the U.S.? I'm I now I'll tell them don't tour Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like, right. You know, you're not going to make a ton of money there, but they will pay you. Right. You know, I had a band, uh, of, well, friends of a band that I'm friendly with. Uh, they came and played a show for Converse Rubber Tracks. And Converse is very famous for, like, investing a fuck ton of money in, like, concerts and musicians and bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a band that was, like, t- you know, flown out to Iceland. And, like, they recorded, like, wow. some songs of, like, this high, like, you know, producer and da 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 Wow. Um, and this band was paid $125 to play an hour set, which... I was like, I know drag queens that get more to just show up and do two numbers. Right. Just be a fixture. Yeah. And it's just like, are you serious? And like, they, they worked for an hour yeah. and more so they worked for years to de- like well not years but maybe like months to like develop an album to then have like to show it you know like the way that yeah. like musicians are not paid is crazy and because I'm press or because I'm friends with a lot of these people I get in for free into a lot of shows and I just like I'll often just not tell my friends that I'm going to go to their show so that I can pay or what I'll do is like if if I get on the list I'll buy a t-shirt usually so that's right. why like most of my t-shirts are now band related or something because this is a way of me supporting the acts or like 
I'll, or I'll make sure to consume a bunch. We're like, oh, see, they they brought people, you know, like people are you yeah, know, exactly. generating mm-hmm. money. So like we yeah. will book them again, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause like, that's really how you support a friend. Like, you know, it's like, I get it if you're broke, I get it if you're a college kid, you're barely like surviving on like cup of noodle soups. But girl, like you can't just run up to the gig and be like, hey girl, can I get on the list? And you're wearing like a new scotch and soda, you know? Yeah, like, no, 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 no. It's no. like Miss thing. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fucked up. But um, anyway. But you know, being on the list is fancy. Exactly. Yes. Girl, bye, get out of here. Was the goal from the beginning, so about the, the podcast, please, was please, the please, goal sorry. from the beginning to highlight Latinx musicians? Always, Always. 100%. Yeah, um, it, I so I had this big sort of like, um, it was like a 180. It was just a complete 180. Like uh-huh. I had, I like, I can't tell you what's happening in Anglo music, or okay. Anglo European music. You know, it's just like I, I don't know. Like it, 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 you have to be a mega superstar to like penetrate my atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like it, oh. you have to be a Gaga or a Beyonce. Actually, I should have reversed that order. You should have be a Beyonce or a Gaga. Um, <laughs> you know, right. to like really like enter. Um, right. Like, like for example, like we played um, Lizzo. Um, in that crossover Ugh. with the Shade Parade, I know who Lizzo is because my friends talk about her. I'd never heard one of her songs. Really? Yeah, Ugh. because I just don't listen to this stuff anymore, you know? Okay. And, like, that may not be the healthiest thing to, mm-hmm. you know, like, it is probably healthiest to have, like, a broader mm-hmm. sort of understanding of, of the trends or whatever. But also, like, in a way, gringos don't have a broader understanding no. of our trends. So, right. who, who Well, listen, shit, the thing know? is, if you can have, like what I call the white Grammys, and then you can have the brown Grammys, exactly. right? So then they're creating the industry it's, it's, is itself like um, it, there's like a schism. And so it's like creating two worlds unto themselves. Yeah. And so, well, they're doing that. And your focus is on <clears throat> highlighting, you know, Latinx artists, then that's where you're going to be immersed. So right. it's not like, for example, me, I don't, I don't happen to listen to a lot of like Spanish language music because I just, it it has never been like right. a huge part of my like world. You know, I grew up listening to like British rock and roll and you know British eighties like synth music. I don't know why it was all like British because that's what was you know popular in my house. Yeah. And so like there were like you know like Camilo Sesto and Julio Iglesias yep. and like you know a little Gloria Stefan later on. So that was in there. But so you know it's not strange for me that you would be focused on this. Well, you know? it's, it's funny because like, you, you know, you mentioned like Gloria Estefan, Camilo Sesto, like when I was growing up, like to me, the, these musicians, these artists were like the stuff that like my parents listened to. And I, I feel like yeah. this is not new to me, but like everybody's like, ugh, girl, the stuff that your parents listen to, yuck. But like, right. I grew up in Latin America mm-hmm. and this is the stuff that people listen to on a day to day, you know, like, like yeah. there's salsa and merengue and reggaeton and you know, whatever like blasting from the the speakers at all time like Mm -hmm. this is what people listen to like you know i don't don't fucking know like you know home shake or lcd sound system like these bands are not being listened to in Mm -hmm. like rural parts of latin america right um so you know i like i grew up with this stuff and i was very like meh i didn't like it and now like i live off that shit Mm -hmm. you know like i'm obsessed with like collecting like juan gabriel vinyls and Mm -hmm. you know um, and so like there was again there was that idea of snobbery and th- that still is very persistent that like if it's if it, it only the relevant quote unquote you know music is coming from the US or mm-hmm. Canada or or uh, Europe in this right. idea of like that there's no value here and like in my mind you know Latin music was always this very specific traditional sound mm-hmm. and then I started like 
the thinking of like, well, I really enjoy dance music, and then I would encounter these bands or you know singers or, yeah. or producers that were making the th- things that I enjoy, but like in Spanish. And what I feel is like that there was a different context. There was mm-hmm. much more at their disposal that they could include. They could include these traditional rhythms. You know, when people say like the U.S. has no culture, or, or like I, I mean, like white people has no culture, like. I don't like, I, I, I mean, it's funny for Twitter, but I don't like agreeing <laughs> with it. But like when I run it through the musical fi- filter, like lat- Latinos in the U.S. have, you know, a context that they can include in there. Of course. Black folk have developed most mm-hmm. of popular music. Absolutely. Yes, you know. So Absolutely. like, you know, and, and again, this is not like a dig on white people or anything, but it's it's sort of like to help accentuate what I'm referring to in Latin America, where like there are like indigenous traditions that like appear in like experimental electronic music mm-hmm. or like crazy hip hop about like in Latin America, hip hop is still super political in a way that it isn't anymore here. Really? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I mean, and it's still like the turn up is lit, you know, but right. there's also... Like here, you don't often hear hip hop, like a big hip hop name, you know, like talking about politics as much. Right. It still happens sometimes, but not as much like in the way that it was born, you know, like right. yeah. hip hop was a, it was, was a, I don't know, a, a language of the, of the street, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very re- reactionary exactly. to what was going on, and, yeah. and it was quite radical. I mm-hmm. mean, it was it was poetry set to music that was social criticism. Yeah. You know, and like, we still we still have Kendrick Lamar. I mean, yeah. he's you know he's the only. I mean, he I think he's the only rapper to have won a Pulitzer. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like yeah. big shit, and it's and it's awesome. And like and again, I feel like again as activism has also become trendy. Um, oh, yeah. You know, this has also like re-entered things, but like even someone like Beyonce, you know, like with the whole feminism, you know, mm-hmm. uh, message, like it's important. I'm, I don't mean to downplay what, what, you know, these other artists are doing, but what I am saying is like in Latin America, I just felt like there were so many new or different perspectives, whether it's from indigenous people, whether it's from like African migrations, whether mm-hmm. it, it is from the Spanish influence and how all those things sort of mixed in and sort of like, evolved differently from country to country yeah i feel like that just opened so many more doors that like i have never really felt the need to look back just because like i i've only scratched the surface like there's so much cool shit right uh to discover right and that's sort of like what i try to bring into the show and like again some of it is like really really pop and some of it is just really really strange you know like it's just whatever sort of enters my atmosphere and like i feel is worth talking about yeah that's kind of what i do (laughs) <laughs> so with that in mind, um, we wanted to give our listeners a taste of the format of Song Mess. Sure. Um, my understanding is that you'll introduce a song and then mm-hmm. there's sort of like a conversation that happens around the song or yeah. like a memory or something. So we asked you to bring us a song yes. that we can do that with. So it's in my pocket. Hold on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. So I actually wanted to highlight, um, cause again, I was like, you know, I was like thinking, I was like, oh, you know, like I, I should bring, I wanted to bring a song by Pablo Vitar cause okay. I was like, oh, this is a drag show. Um, but then I was like, oh, you know, like, eh, it's a little on the nose and like most, mm-hmm. and a lot of people probably already know who Pablo Vitar is. By the way, her album is incredible. It dropped like a month ago. Mm-hmm. It is one of my top favorite albums of the year like honestly like that and Cher's Dancing Queen are incredible okay I love it too (laughs) and she hates it It, but it's not meant to be good no that's not the point it is like it is like a it's it's like Robbie the Robot singing Uh ABBA yeah and there is something I really have like 
It's so it, that's bad. That's drawn me to it because yeah, I okay. so ABBA was another band that I grew up with, like on vinyl. Like, yeah, we uh-huh. had them in our house, which is always like when I tell people I was listening to ABBA as a child, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like you know, the lone Puerto Rican listening to ABBA." But okay, like, <laughs> but I was like, "Dancing Queen." Yes, I didn't know who she was, but I love Dancing Queen. It's 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 as it's like dan like Dancing Queen is like it's like it's like Rocky Horror. It's like original Rocky Horror. It's, yeah. it's bad. It's kind of familiar, but it's bad. Yeah. But it's amazing. And it's that's kind and of it's like... Cam. That's, that's, it's cam. Like it's Abba, cam. Abba was high drag. Yeah. I like, think for me... To the max. Okay. So for me, to explain why I think Cher's Dancing Queen, <laughs> specifically the track Dancing Queen is so bad. Like that to me is the, the biggest offender on the album. Mm. It it's is always because, been my least favorite Abba song, by the way. Well, it's... I don't have a I don't have like a strong feeling toward it. Like I hate single ladies. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And did I know you, that's polarizing. Did you hate it from day one, or did it just sour as it got overplayed? It soured as mm. it got overplayed. Absolutely. Got so I don't have any strong feelings in one way or the other for Dancing Queen specifically. However, having heard Cher sing it, yeah. I feel like there are people at her label that should have been like. Hmm, you know, Alba has a lot of other songs that you could do. Maybe we could just pull this one. I mean, I, there were others you she know? could have done. That I like. Were, I, I yeah. actually really wanted "Voulez-vous" as one of my favorite ones. Uh, yeah, and like, I'm like, you're doing a whole disco motif, but like, I also understand you want to have like a couple of ballads, and also like, it's fucking shared. Like, you know, it's her passion project. She can do whatever the fuck she wants with it. Like, and at the end of the day, it was the name of the album. Like, so how are they? One she of also us didn't do "Super Trooper," which would have been yeah. amazing. Super Trooper. Can you imagine? It'd be like <laughs> it would sound like a seal. Um, <laughs> My my favorite part of the album is like the line uh, in "Give Me Give Me a Man" where she's like, "There's not a soul out there." Yeah. I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> it's like it just sort of like becomes Tron. The album, that's the only song like the I album love. is it's just all howling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is just really funny. But what I told Robert was, I'm like, it's Cher. Like literally, she it's all, like she can do whatever she wants like at this point she's like i'll do that like you know like why not and they stick her in the booth and she like warbles and then they run it through (laughs) and she's like all right like i'm done i mean it's not as big of an offender as that movie but we don't have to get into i love the idea that Cher is just a turkey that gets ushered into a sound booth and goes (laughs) right and then they like just angle like the spikes on the soundboard and they're like Mm -hmm. oh it's a song now yeah she really just always has been a turkey. Just the plastic <laughs> surgery has like Mr. Mr. Ed know. and a turkey yes. had a baby. <laughs> what was that? Mr. Mr. Ed, Ed and, a and a turkey had a baby. Wow, that's Cher. rude. I love Cher. Don't get oh, me yeah. fucking wrong. When we've already talked about this, but when the Dancing Queen tour comes to New York, oh, we're going. We're going to talk about it. I, we're definitely going to talk I about need it. to find a way. She also puts on a fucking. Show and a half. She's phenomenal. We have we have strayed so far from the original anyway, like which conversation, fine. which is totally fine. Yeah. Which is totally fine. I just wanna I wanna come back. This is, how bringing, song. this is how song this works. Bringing yeah. it back, bringing it back to the the yes. theme of me hating getting lost from the first segment. That, ah. So um, yes. So yeah. So I, I, I again I was gonna bring a, a Pablo Itar song and it yes. just felt obvious to me. So okay. what I decided was um, I, I wanted to keep it queer, but it's one of my favorite discoveries of the year, and it's this young uh, Mexican rapper. His name is Sailor Fag. Okay. I don't I don't know if you've seen any uh, pictures or videos of him. Um, and I say him like he's extremely genderqueer, but okay. I, I interviewed I profiled him recently and I asked I was like uh, girl like I've been hearing a lot of they 
from people. But that's one of the things like it's one thing is just like to try and be inclusive. And another thing is to try to sort of like thrust your beliefs or whatever on people. Right. Yeah. And so like right. I, I, I rather just get it directly from the source source. And he and he was one of the this is one of the reasons I fell in love with. He's like, whatever, which harkens back to like what I miss about queer people is just like when back when we were like. Girl, I'm just having a great time. Yeah, you know, right, um, right. I feel like now things are a little too serious, but um, right, you know, and with good reason. Th- yes. th- a lot of struggles that matter. Mm-hmm, but again, yes. like I feel like we've lost a lot of like the levity of queerness. Yeah. Um. But anyway, but he, uh, again, he like he has like this razor sharp like bob, um, beautiful like makeup. Well, clowny makeup, but he's really funny. Um, and his like, but he's not a comedian by any means. Like his raps are hilarious, but it's like, it's more him like shitting on like heteronormativity and like, you know, gender and Mm -hmm. like politics and like, you know, misogyny. Um, he has like a song called Amiga Date Cuenta. That's like him sort of like making fun of fuck boys, but also the girls that he stay with them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and like, and it's like a reggaeton, and it's just like, hey, girl, like, you know, he's like, vámonos, yo pongo las caguamas, like, like, come, come, come through, girl, I got them beers, like, let's just go drink and talk about it, <laughs> right? You know, and I was like, yeah, that's real, yeah, I feel that's that, really you know. I so, um, I wanted to play a, a different one, um, because that was his latest single, but I wanted to play uh, Polo a Cartonada, okay, uh, and it's him making fun of boys that wear polo shirts, um, and like specifically <sighs> okay. like cart like old cardboardy polo short uh, polo shirts where you pop the yeah uh-huh. but they're like so like old and like you know how like I, that they get like really rough yeah and pilly and yeah, yeah. uh-huh and it's him like just shitting on like straight guys and That's it's awesome it's amazing. called polo cartonada and again the singer sailor fag and i guess we're gonna listen to it now Let's talk about the song we just heard. 
So I was really so I, <laughs> so I you know I, I I talked a little bit about the song beforehand because it's essentially him sort of like just shitting on these straight boys and like they're like weird you know heteronormativity and da 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 but like I was really interested in you guys seeing the video because Sailor yes. Fag is very much a video artist and he is out here giving you looks giving you photo stunts mm -hmm. hair flips like. He is a ball of energy, but he's also like out here killing it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious about what you guys thought about either the song or the video. I, or both. well, I thought the video was great, but it was specifically the lyrics of the song that I really enjoyed mm -hmm. because he was just poking fun and ridiculing basically all these things that are like, in, in my mind, it, it, it was the way he was at. Was it Axe, uh, Axe Chocolate? Yeah, he's like, your chocolate-flavored uh, yeah. Axe. Which was, I remember when that came out and it was a thing, and I was like, I think that's stupid. Yeah. But of course, you know, they're marketed toward straight guys. Yeah. And it's like, spray on this disgusting thing, and, you know, like, oh, the girls will, like, ooh, you know, go, like, crazy over you. And here he is making fun of it. And I just really enjoyed that yeah, yeah especially the visual of like the polo being like pulled down by the arm and like <laughs> and then you know <laughs> yeah i thought it was just like yes because nobody actually wants you yeah. to smell that way right guys like you're it's just not working for you it reminded me you of know? this really disgusting meme i saw this week and it was like just like some douchey looking guy with like the most spiked hair you've ever no. seen and like and, and the quote was like hey do you have axe on tap and I was like, oh, it's so real. He does. Oh, it's so real. That was, it was gross. So I love that he was making fun of polo shirts. Yeah. Because Cause it's a very, like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I've always hated polo shirts. Like, the collar never, like, quite stays. And yeah. then, and then just, it gets all, like, weird. And it's just not. And it's so hard. And it, like, really, like, polo shirts really are, like, cardboard-like. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that is so real. Like, that's... They're for amusement park workers. Ah! gag okay wow oh, i'm not even kidding i once wore or business a, casual i exactly i once wore a turquoise polo shirt and khakis to work once and i felt like i worked at splish splash if you don't know what that is <laughs> look it up and wow. i was like i could not wait to go home and like burn them yeah and i, I just have to again. say i've never felt more attacked um oh do you polo wear like shirts? no i don't not anymore oh, okay. i used to that used to be like my go-to we're going out or it's like a holiday and we're going somewhere with his family right it's like I would fancy wear a polo. casual yeah yeah um also i'm from new jersey in Ooh. case you haven't heard um <laughs> and i make some questionable do they have axe on tap down there they yep. sure do <laughs> They those um there's those... a pump at the gas station for it on the turnpike. No, there's a the the there's a factory in Elizabeth that looks like it's pumping out like I don't know the steam from coal or something. It's actually axe. it's actually axe. It's oh, a, that's why New Jersey spray. smells like yeah. that. And if you listen carefully, you can hear. Can I get your number? Yeah, oh exactly, exactly. Um, uh, one of the things that caught my eye is him saying, "Oh, that like straight guys are asking girls to do all of this bullshit, but they oh. don't know where the clitoris is." Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I, as a gay man, I don't understand how a man who, I mean, this sounds stupid, but like if a woman is kind enough to allow you to explore her vagina, mm -hmm. how is it that you miss the clitoris? It is literally it's like, findable. it's the, it's the <laughs> front seat of the car. How do you not see it? It's the front seat. It is literally, it's like, hello. They just want to stick it in. They're not concerned with bingo. You know, it's a it, it's a hole, and you stick it in, and it makes you feel good. Put on your transition lenses, and take a good look 
No, you at don't the want vagina. that because the transition lenses will be dark. You won't see anything. No, because that the transition le- transition lenses are by, and like we can't even do that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I just think that finding the clitoris will lead to a healthier relationship. Maybe she'll want you to Absolutely. do it more. Yeah. Right. Well, Chances are. I mean, at least that's why if if you get it right with me, should, I want you to do it more. You should also so. become better acquainted with the clitoris. If you're yes. if you're someone who has sex with a person with a vagina, become better acquainted with the clitoris. Also, the clitoris is there. The clitoris is like at the front desk of the Welcome Center. There's no, I just, I don't understand. There's no missing it. Robert's new as merch a, will be shirts saying the clitoris is there. Is, as a, is the front desk at yeah. the Welcome Center. As a gay man who does, not, <laughs> who does not come in contact with vaginas very often, from what I remember, See, ne- the clitoris was at the very front of the building and it was like, hello, welcome. See, now Please I'm picturing, come, come on in. Now I'm picturing a t-shirt with like, Kesa sitting at a front desk like like what she used to do at the center is like hi hola welcome to the clitoris hello like well she's, for she's some the, people the that's welcome to the vagina i'm the clitoris right right it's Porque like si tu comes, todos tenemos <laughs> that's oh, real that all, is all what needs to be on the t-shirt <laughs> yes um, with, the, with the hair, with the perfidia hair. It's a perfidia, baby. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the things I, I love. I, I mean, I, I think based on who he's talking to, right. a lot of these straight men deserve this tongue lashing yeah. that's coming their way. So they can give a proper tongue lashing. And exactly. um, his, his, uh, this is all part of his uh, debut mixtape, which dropped this year. It's just called Sailor Fag. Um, you didn't mishear that. Um, it's on all platforms. You can find it. And it's like, it's really great. Cause like all the songs are different. There's mm-hmm. like rap, there's reggaeton. It's just, but it's campy. It's silly. There's skits. He's just really funny, but also he has a, like a lot to say uh-huh. and should not be disregarded as, as just like a comedian or like as a, as a gimmick. Yeah. Um, right. that was That's something, amazing. that was something that was like very important for me when I, when I profiled him because a lot of people were like, really? You know, so hmm. yeah, and you, you can read it on Remezcla. Just type Works. Sailor Fag. We're gonna have links to a whole bunch of stuff Work. in, um, in possibly notes. in the show notes, but definitely on the website. Yeah, um, we're still not really sure which which one is right. But I've got no. it figured out. Don't yes. worry. Yes. Okay. Daniel has it <laughs> under control. I, I Daniel has love links. I googled it. I'm excited. I just got to play music on Grizzly Kiki. It feels so special right now. We. I mean, we have been, we have talked about doing a music episode where we just talk about music that we grew up with. Oh, that's awesome. Which I feel like is what's about to happen. I was about on to say, I Song was like, Mess. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is totally what we're going to do on Song Mess. Um, so you, you now, you, dear listener, now know that we are going to be on Song Mess. So be sure to look out for the episode we do there. I'm very excited, personally, I statement, I'm very excited to share some of the music both from my childhood and some from today my adulthood from my adulthood the 70s 80s 90s yes because we're i think we're kind of i think what what's going to happen is we're going to dig into our childhood a little yeah. bit he's like so this um, is a bach yeah. and right. um <laughs> no 70s, no 70s? <laughs> you might find pock from my childhood Word. but not bach like oh. definitely not bach um in dr they called pock uh the paquetes what really two pack i love that (laughs) i love that so much um literally i had california love queued up when we landed in la and i pressed 
play as soon as I had to do it three different times because we were sort of circling above the yeah. thing. But I was like, I wanted, I want to be listening to it as the plane California. touches down. I fucking love that song. Yeah, I hear. Um, <laughs> I and I and I get that. Like, I actually have like a lot of like, you know, again, a nerd. But like I had like not never a playlist, but I had like certain songs or albums mm-hmm. that I would yeah. always listen to. Like there's a song by some Chilean pop singers. It's a duet, but it's called Una Nueva Aventura. Mm-hmm. And so like I would always listen, and it's like this big sort of like euphoric synth pop song. And I'm yeah. like, you know, it's just like I would like as soon as the plane the plane took off, I would press play and be like, yeah, 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 we're going. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you know, songs like that that make you feel that way. So yeah, the joy of music, baby. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted to be corny when I landed in LA. <laughs> that was all. I'd never I mean I'd never been to LA. We had been to California though, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. But, but not anyway. LA. It's not different. LA. Very different. Um we're gonna move into attitude and gratitude now. Cute. Um I don't remember if we prepped you for this. Yes, we did. <laughs> we, we did. I, okay. I'm, also, I'm also a listener. Right. You all should be listening and subscribed and giving five stars only. Hand. Yes. <laughs> um, so I normally want to allow our guests to go first because I feel like that's what's fair. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you the option to pick who goes first. I will pick you to go first because okay. I was thinking about this on my way here and I didn't ever resolve that question in my mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy I to go first. I also have less to say. Work, oh, typically. Wow. Hmm. So my attitude on this episode goes out to my stomach slash my taste buds because something weird is happening. I'm just not... Food is not... Uh, scratching the itch lately. I don't know why. It's been that way my entire life. Um, I get very upset about something and I will eat something junk foody and it makes me feel better. I mean, it makes me, it gives me intestinal discomfort, but you know, it makes me feel better somewhere (laughs) else. Um, So that's kind of been where I've been at. Um, And um, my gratitude goes to the lovely staff at the local key food for staffing uh, diet wild cherry Pepsi. Um, I was starting to think that there was some sort of conspiracy against me, uh, because I have been using diet soda as a crutch lately to get me through moments where I have a sweet, like where I want something sweet. Um, and I specifically love cherry. Like to me, cherry Coke is like the best of everything. Um, but I could not find cherry Coke anywhere. And so, I recently went to my local key food and they not only had diet wild cherry Pepsi, but it was on sale for 78 cents. um, It was a great moment in life and I bought two of them. So Um, who's next? Do you want me to go? Sure. So I don't, I had one, but it's uh, anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm very confused this week with attitude and gratitude. Okay. But I will. Okay. So my attitude is going to be very frivolous. My attitude goes out to people who, like, don't wear weather-appropriate clothing, if that makes sense. Like, oh. So, so yes. you changed it. Yes, I did. I changed mm. it because I didn't want to be too serious with that. Oh, okay. So, anyway. Right. And I don't know why. And maybe this is just me being, <laughs> like, a cranky viejita, which I totally embrace in my life right now. But I went down to the laundry room the other day, and there was a woman in the in the laundry room. In like a winter coat zipped up. Like if it had a hood, she would have had it on. And I don't know why, but I just looked at her and I was like, why? Why? It is it is just below 60 degrees in New York. Like it can't be that cold. And I just like, just calm down. Like chill. I don't know why. it. And again, this is just throwing it out there because it's probably an irrational thought. But 
it really irritated me. You know, it's like when I see these like people walking in like basketball shorts in like 20 degree weather and they're just like, you know, but maybe that is like my Puerto Rican grandmother who would call them pendejos and idiotas and all these other things, you know, like, you know, or she'd see people like with an umbrella in the summer and she's like, pero ni está lloviendo, coño. Like, it was just like when, when it's like, it's so, um, like, um, it doesn't match what's going on. You know, and I think I've inherited that. So that's what my attitude goes to is that and probably like inheriting that like crankiness. Yeah. 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 I, I support that. Right. It, it See, I t- it's random. Yeah. And it makes no sense. But that just it has me feeling a certain type of way now. Well, I, I was going to ask if I could break the rules here real quick because I was I wanted to start with my Go ahead, attitude. I don't have a gratitude. This week. <laughs> Which goes to um, cause I've been working a lot lately and I, w- <laughs> I actually got up really early today to interview a rapper from Spain. And I think he got too high and he had to cancel on me. <gasps> so Whoops. I lost sleep to something that didn't happen. You know, I mean, I'm still going to interview him later. And this is for actual money. I'm getting this bread. But, you know, like <laughs> it's not for song. Songmas don't pay the bills. Songmas can be like at, at, at everyone's convenience. Yeah, podcasts don't pay the yeah, bills. Man, like people who get into it? podcasting and think they're going to be like, yeah, anyway. And Spotify is hateful. Anyway, um, <laughs> We finally got on somehow. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I sent you the link. Share that link, Annie. I sent you the link. I didn't get it. Oh. But I'll double check. Oh, okay. Um, I'll send it again. <laughs> um, and then my gratitude, and, and that this is kind of why I'm changing the rules, because my, my gratitude could be an attitude, but like I just feel very happy about it. Like, it just, I was, I was... I've had I'm I'm only in the city for a total of eight days. Mm-hmm. It's been a nuts like whirlwind. I mean, literally like the the I I landed at two p.m. on a Tuesday, and at six p.m. I was in Harlem recording an episode of Song Mess slash The Shade Parade. And, right, you know, and like I was like in three boroughs in Mexico City all in one day. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to die, you know. And that's been my week mm-hmm. thus far. And mm-hmm. on Friday. I was at the nobody's sort of like drag Halloween extravaganza thingy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm talking to friends and like I'm getting like messages from like, you know, the biggest punk band in Mexico City and like this major like electronic producer from Dominican Republic at like 10 p.m. on a Friday. And I'm like, don't y'all have lives? And at first I was really frustrated and I was like, no, actually, this is really fucking cool mm-hmm. that this happens to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, there's people that are like our friends and they reach out. Hey, I got a new thing. And that's that's always cool, but it's always cool, even cooler, like when it's somebody that you a band that you've heard of or someone, and you don't necessarily know them, but apparently they know you, mm-hmm. and that feels cool. And so, yeah. y'all want to keep sending me shit at three a.m. Y'all can continue doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just happy that that is a thing. Work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my gratitude. We feel the same way. If you want to send us things at three a.m., yes. <laughs> you heard? We're off and up. Same. That's day. true. And if it's a nude, even better, bitch. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we learned. Let's not we go asked down for nudes once. And we were like, wait a minute. You shouldn't ask for anything that you're not going to give back. So. Uh, <laughs> feel free to submit all of your nudes to songmessmusic at gmail.com <laughs> or uh, we are songmess on everything, uh, particularly Instagram. That is where we're most active. And I promise you won't go thirsty. Yeah, yes. I mean that was the cue, but you <laughs> took you cue. took it right away from me. <laughs> 
She's mean, like, I love more it. things to plug, but you know, nudes are always. I mean, if you can't monetize, you can digitize. So like, it's fine. Yes. Shut up. I can. Um, well, thank you for doing this with us. This is so much fun. Please, we like, we would love to do this again. We're our, we're so like, we would love to have you on for a recap. That would be great. Yes, come to Mexico. We'll do one. Yes. You're, this is very much an open invitation. It like <laughs> flights from New York City are like two hundred dollars or under. What? You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, like you can get a cute Airbnb or a hotel situation, whatever you prefer, for roughly about twenty dollars a night, maybe a little Stop. bit more if you're trying to like up that glam, which I'm not usually about. Okay, beers are a dollar, and tacos are about fifty cents. I hmm. spend less than five dollars on food every day. It is Work. amazing, and everything is great, and people are cool, and the city is incredible, and I'm happy to show you around. So, Work. Open invitation. I'm there till June. Come through. Yes. Let's do it. Um, so we are, well, first of all, remember to catch us on Song Mess. We are going to be doing an episode with them. Um, so make sure and subscribe on iTunes and follow them on Instagram and do all of that stuff so that you know when we're on there because you're going to want to listen to the episode. Yes. And we're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Spotify. So you can follow us there. That's right. Yes. I forgot about yes. that. Yes. Um, you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So until next time. Bye. bye. Can I get an amen? You know, I can't. Don't do that. Don't you fucking <laughs> dare. <laughs>